nightmare to others. And salutations, I bid you welcome to the latest issuance of the Three Old Geeks podcast. I am joined by mine usual cohorts. Pray allow me to give their style. Firstly, the Diabolical Wizard, the Keeper of Ciphers and Tomes, Sir Keith of Comics. Well met, Keith. Good day, my minstrel. <laughs> Next, the Knave of Collecting, the Illuminator, a rascal, a scoundrel, and a blackguard, Sir Brian the Wanton. I uh, bid you good morning. Well good met, Sir Brian. Lance. Well met. And I, of course, am the scholar, scribe, and defender of the geek realms. I am Lancelot the Younger. And welcome to the Arthurian issue of the Three Old oh, Geeks yeah, podcast. Get the fuck away from here. <laughs> so, uh, be, are you going to be like the, I don't know, is the town crier medieval? Or is that more like... Yes, you jester like Harley. <laughs> Who dresses like a jester? So Do you have any news? Uh, <laughs> you know what I do, and, and on a serious tone, we could have talked about this last week, and I actually didn't want to take away from... Um, I, this sounds uh, a little harsh, but I didn't want to take away from Justin. No, I, I, I understand. But yeah. we also last week had the death of Joel Schumacher... Who put out some wonderful movies? Yeah, he was maligned for the he, Batman. He, in my movies. mind, fucking destroyed the Batman. Uh, he did. However, he he did direct one of my favorite movies of all time, Lost Boys. Well, yeah, I'm, like I said, yeah, I, you you. But I, 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 the disdain <laughs> runs deep within no, me. It, no, it does. It does. Even though you know what, I actually liked the movies. I liked the Batman movies. They weren't Batman. They were fun. You know what? I like the series, too. It wasn't Batman, but it was fun. So I'll give him that. I liked Uma Thurman as Poison Ivy. I liked Arnie as... Uh, Freeze. Freeze. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't I don't have a problem. I don't appreciate some of the things he did, some of the choices he made. Saying he wanted to take the dark out of Dark Knight, to me, Just is stupid. fucking stupid. <laughs> Let's replace it with Neon. Wouldn't that be fun? That would be fun. Don't call him fucking Batman. And bat nipples. Yeah, bat nipples. Except on Alicia Silverstone. Anyway, rest in peace, Joel Schumacher. You did some great work. You really did. Lost Boys is probably top five vampire movies of all time. Uh, Yeah, it it really is. Uh, It is. They're fucking great. Though I do like Fright Night better. (laughs) Sorry. Roddy McDowell. So, moment of silence. Now, on uh, on the other front... As we're going to take the dark out of Joel Schumacher's funeral. The big news of the week for me was that Lance watched a Disney flick. I did watch a Disney flick. You two, you, you two talked me into it. He wasn't forced. I was not forced. I uh, Coerced? No, it wasn't Clockwork Orange stuff. It just happened. Uh, I watched Wreck-It Ralph. What did you think? I watched Wreck-It Ralph. You watched the first one? I watched the first yeah. Wreck-It okay. Ralph. It was not a Disney movie, first of all. In, okay. the, in the formula of, in my head, what a Disney movie is. Had a princess. 
it did have a princess, which which was a nice surprise at the end. But I enjoyed the journey, even though it was a little like I knew going in that there's a formula to Disney movies, and they I understand why people like them because they make you feel good at the end. I felt good at the end. The video game stuff was brilliant. I really believe Wreck It Ralph was a video game that I grew up with. I really believed that Sugar Rush was a Nintendo racing game. Uh, from the, like the '90s, you know, uh, the the Heroes Quest or whatever, with the the, the first person shooter with uh, the gal was was really it was a, the the entire concept was brilliant. The reveal of the villain was brilliant, and him turning into like kind of a monster at the end was brilliant. I, it just it was it was a well done, well executed movie. I had a smile on my face at the end of it. Again, it is. A, it is not. I, I probably need to, re, to indeed watch Disney movies because this was not a Disney movie in the formula that I had in my head. And the part that where they talk, they're talking to Cubert, and and they, and like I think <laughs> Felix Jr. goes, "My Cubert's a little rusty," and they're talking in like in the uh, the, the the emojis essentially, like the, the old video game. That was I. I literally was crying. You know I what? I, I will say that Ralph Breaks the Internet is, I wouldn't call it as good. I no, wouldn't say it not. is not as good. But what I will say is that it has maybe one of my favorite scenes in any Disney animated film, which is the princess part. The part where, where she goes with the princesses. It, it is funny, yes. Okay, well, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll have to turn that one in and, and see what you're talking about. Yeah, I, the rest of the film... It's not as good as the, It's not as good. It's nowhere near as good. There's shots they take it themselves... And I don't even know, they may have on YouTube the princess scene. Okay, well maybe I'll just check out the princess scene. But it is, I think, one of the the best. Stormtroopers, which is kind of cool, too. Yes. No, there's some cool stuff in it. Yeah, Yeah, there's there's definitely some cool stuff, and it makes some statements. Uh, I just don't think that the story was as good. I think it was kind of creepy. It was a little stalkery. Coming from you. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) But... I loved Wreck It Ralph. Okay, and so well, I'm excited I, that you you enjoyed I, I, it. I enjoyed it. So you know what? And I'm going to also add that there's nothing fucking wrong with feeling good at the end of a film. You kind of want that. I feel good at the end of a lot of movies. Okay, well then, what's wrong with Disney? All right, so if that's if you didn't think 2020 was a sign was like the end times of the sign of the apocalypse, yeah. Lance watched a Disney movie, so Another, it is officially check that one off. Officially, the end times. All right, and keeping with this episode's medieval uh, theme, the top three, the Three Old Geeks top three list this week is uh, the following. Excluding, which I believe is the perfect fantasy trilogy of all time. Agreed. Lord, Lord of the Rings. I know yes. it's coming. Agreed. And, and because we're going to be talking about it later, excluding Excalibur, what are your top three best fantasy movies? Are we setting the timer? I will set the timer right now. Uh, oh. First one for me. Lady Hopper. Okay, that's one of mine. Uh, Matthew Broderick. <laughs> Rutger Hauer in a rare heroic role. Uh, and great. Yeah, he's Just fantastic. Fucking great. Wolf, and, like Wolfgar yes. or something like and that. And Michelle Pfeiffer was perfect. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. young young Michelle Pfeiffer as the as the, the uh, and anybody who hasn't seen it, uh Starcrossed Lovers. Uh, she turns into a hawk during the day. He turns into a wolf at night, and uh, they can never be—they're a curse to never be together and something. They can like that. never touch. What a great kind of oh. really great fantasy story. It, you know what? And then Matthew Broderick as the mouse. Um, yeah, yeah. Matthew Broderick like doing a pretty good British accent as kind of like the, yes. the, the sneak yes. thief guy. Yeah, he's really pretty good uh, in this. And he and it's and it's a lot of it, it's a Ferris Bueller pre Ferris Bueller where he breaks the fourth wall. Yeah. 
I love the uh, tragic love story. Yeah. Yes, Ooh, and and the fucking guy who played the bishop, whose name I, he's a character actor. Yeah, who but he's he, seen... he's like the uh, like the bishop is the evil guy in this and stuff like that. Fantastic, uh, just so well done. Yeah. Okay, so that's that was on all of our lists. Okay. Uh, well, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go to my old standby. I'm gonna go to Harryhausen. My probably favorite movie. Pre nineteen seventy is Jason and the Argonauts. It was on my list. Okay, and and I I honestly I couldn't go. Okay, Golden Voyages of Sinbad, Jason, yeah, and the Jason the Argonauts. Yeah. I just Harryhausen at his finest. Yes, two of my absolute favorite Harryhausen sequences, stop motion animation sequences, are the Talos one mm-hmm. with the giant, the the bronze giant, and like the 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 way his like joints like creep yes. like metal and stuff like that. And then of course, I mean, if you. Uh, are not familiar with Ray Harryhausen, you need to watch this movie because he literally has seven stop-motion animated skeletons fighting three guys. So brilliantly done. It is done. so well done. It is yes. the, the the amount of, of craftsmanship in it is just unbelievable. It is absolutely one of my all-time he, favorites. He was a master. Yeah. He literally well, you know better. what? And also, give it to the director. I, I Harryhausen directed. Harryhausen did a lot of he that. Did action it, like, scenes were his direction. He was, oh. he was on, on site... <laughs> Or on set, I should say, when that stuff was done, so he yeah. could like kind of get the feel for it, yeah. and then he would animate around it. It just, oh, it's just so he's partial director on yeah. any of the scenes he did in almost every movie, yeah, because he had to be able to do it around that, yeah. And then they had to project it behind. Yeah. All right, Keith. So that uh, what's your uh, what's one of your favorite uh, uh, fantasy movies? I'm gonna go uh, Highlander. Okay, I knew that. You knew that. <laughs> you knew I was gonna pick it, or you know the movie. Uh, both, <laughs> both, I, and I enjoy it because of the head guy. Who's the lead? The Christopher Lambert. Yes, I, yes. I like Christopher. That's Lambert. just a kind of cool. And story. I don't know why he's not a great actor to me. No, no actually, he, if you ever see him in anything else, he's pretty terrible. But I like yeah. him in everything else. I like him. I just he's yeah I mean, he's terrible. A movie called Night Moves. Which, he wasn't horrible, but yeah. It, it, no, no, he's just not a great he's actor. He's a stiff actor. Yeah, but but I like him. I, yeah. I just like well, him. Well, and then you've got uh, Sean Connery as a 2,000-year-old Egyptian dressed yeah. like yeah. a Spaniard yeah. with a samurai sword. How yeah. cool is that? Yeah. And then the incomparable Clancy <laughs> Brown oh. as the Kurgan, as the bad guy. And uh, yeah. it's, it's better to burn out than fade, fade away. away. Like quoting Def Leppard and stuff like that. He was fantastic. Yes. Getting into one of Queen songs. Yeah, yeah another one with a great Queen yeah. soundtrack. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, yeah. I didn't just, even think of that. It's yes. a great movie. It's fun. It's very dated when you watch it. The the film stock's not there in some scenes, but I still enjoy that yes. a lot of it. All right, Brian, what's your next favorite fantasy movie? Uh, I'm going animated with Fire and Ice, the tribute to Frank Frazetta from Ralph Bakshi. Ooh. I actually have not seen that one. What? Oh. No. Was it put up by Disney? No. I, I, I've, I've, I've heard the title. You YouTube. Okay. If not, I, I probably well, I gotta check it out I have, then. I have it on DVD if you need it. <laughs> it's uh, so no, it's a tri- it's literally a tribute to Frazetta. Oh, it's, actually doing it. It's yet. the Death Dealer, and it's yeah. all oh, of Frazetta's wow. paintings. Yeah. It's yeah. Oh wow. Yes. The women are all animated in Frazetta style. It's oh yeah. man. Well, oh. and that's why I'm glad I do this podcast because I learn things from you guys. So that's awesome. Yeah, I didn't think of that. I'm embarrassed to say that didn't come up. Yeah, mind. that would be my number. Oh, okay. Wow. wow. All right. My number two, I'm going to actually go with a sequel. Not that the first one was what? bad, but I like the second one better. Conan the Destroyer. You like the second one better? I love the second one. 
Wait, is that the one? That's that's the one with Will Chamberlain. Will Chamberlain, Grace Jones. Grace Jones, yes. And, yes. Uh, is is Brigitte in that? No, or is it Sandal Bergman? Sandal Bergman's in the first one. In the first one. Okay. She's, she's Valeria in the first one. I met it, her. She is a wonderful, wonderful woman. Who, who's, who's the princess? Oh, there? God. I can't think I, of her name. Oh, it's uh, Olivia uh, Diablo. Uh, uh, yeah, Diablo. Olivia Diablo. Yes. One, I think Fucking one hot. That's why I brought her up. Screaming hot. In thinking about this, yes. Yes. I'm going to. Yes. Okay. Like, that's, yes, well, yes, thinking, I like it better than the first one. And then I, thinking about this, I this don't. is almost like a reversed. It's like a quest movie, which is almost like a reverse heist movie, where they're like, <laughs> you know, like put together the team and they gotta get, they gotta get the princess to the the thing or whatever. So <laughs> reverse heist, reverse heist. Well, movie. you know, I like that. All right, <laughs> Keith, what do you got for a, a second? Uh, I will fantasy go movie? with the Princess Bride. Oh God damn it! That was supposed to be on my list, mother. So yes. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, we've talked about Princess Bride in brief, you know, yeah. a couple of uh, a couple of issues ago, and I mean, one of the finest movies of all time. Yes. Yes. It, they're, it, that they're remaking. Shut up! No. I know. Whoever's doing that, don't. Yeah. Gary always had the perfect tweet on that. What do you say? There are a shortage of perfect movies <laughs> in the world. Yeah. Shame <laughs> to destroy this one. Yeah. yeah. And. uh one of the being a swashbuckling fan, an Arrow Flynn fan, and stuff. One of the greatest sword fights of all time between oh. Dread Pirate Roberts and uh, Mando Montoya. Yeah, Mando Montoya. It's just absolutely one of the. I was, you know I what? As you said that, that, I was waiting to hear which one you were going to go up with because yeah. the one at the end with Christopher uh, Guest, yeah, was good too. really, really but, good. But the when other he, one, when the he other stabs him, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Hello, my name is Diego Montoya. Oh no! I, with Chris, well, Christopher Guest, when like he he sets his stance, and Christopher Guest sets his hands, so that he takes off the other. Yes. Is that is one of the funniest scenes of all time? Yes, absolutely. And all right, Billy so Crystal is miracle. Oh yeah. it's just it's, to blame. <laughs> to blame. It's just funny as hell. It's funny and it's, Carol Kane, it's really oh. good. Yeah, Fred Savage and um, Peter Falk. Peter, Peter Falk. Just those beginning. scenes yes. are so touching. The little breakaways, yeah. yes, they're so touching. She's no, not. If gonna, you want me to stop, yeah. She's no, not, no, she's no. not going to die. Just like you. You look uh, a little worried some, there. Uh, there's kissing in this part. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's okay. <laughs> this is going to be one of those books. Yeah, it's just great. And, and kid putting away a video game to hear a book, and and wanting the grandfather yeah, to come back. Yeah, I mean, that was that was just. Yeah, it was really sweet. Yeah. That, so that, that that little that's yes. why, yeah. Uh, you, when you say that's movie, I, when you know, oh, the, I don't you know feel good at the end of the movie. I feel good. Everybody should feel good at the end of that movie. Yeah, it's so quotable. Oh, what's his name with the plethora? I don't think you. I don't think that. Oh, what's the inconceivable? Inconceivable. I don't think that word means what you think it means. Usually, it never mess with the Sicilian when Tessa <laughs> all right okay pro oh, beautiful beautiful, uh, beautiful Wallace, choice Wallace, right. Wallace Shawn huh Sean Wallace, Wallace Shawn is the yes yeah actor who plays it and he's yes just brilliant too. oh every, and yeah. everything he does yes. the entire cast is great all right Brian what's your third uh, one and I'm also going to go with another animated film in Wizards Okay, you consider that a fantasy film? Well, yeah, you know what? Technically, I mentioned that for the post-apocalyptic episode, but it's technically a fantasy. Yeah, fantasy sword and sorcery. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, wizards. Yeah, sword, uh, definitely sword and sorcery after the apocalypse. Mm -hmm. All right, cool. Yeah, so I'm going to stick with that. Those are my three. All right, I'm going to pull out an obscure one, and hopefully I won't trump Keith here. He's going to. Uh, Hawk the Slayer. 
I love Aquaman. <laughs> I fucking love I've literally... I think I've seen that once, maybe twice, and I don't uh, know that I've no. seen it in decades. Had so Keith had it on here at the store. And I was like, Keith, Me? is that Hawk the Slayer? And he's, you're like, yeah, I just got it on DVD. I'm like, there's a DVD? <laughs> he did. He, me. he almost, almost ran out of store I, at that point. I, it wasn't it. even run out of store. There's I literally a DVD? Pull, I literally pulled up my YouTube. phone. I pulled up Amazon. And I bought, the, I'm sitting well, in the store. There. I bought the DVD <laughs> from Amazon. I'm getting it. So Jack Pounce is the bad guy. <laughs> The sword with the elven mind stone in the pommel, uh, the last dwarf, the last giant, the last elf, yeah. the rapid fire archery. Crossbow, yeah. Just, uh, just a, an underrated, you know, kind of a cheesy 80s gem. I'm going to go home and watch. You, you got to check it out. It's awesome. It is phenomenal. Well, I, I didn't have that. That's, that's my that's my uh, Princess Bride moment. <laughs> Brian over here. How did I miss that? Uh I'm gonna go Dragon Slayer. Okay, that okay, was gonna be yeah, that was I, gonna I be. I really love that movie. I actually haven't watched it in a while, but I was, I was just going over movies. I I, I think I have the sword for. <laughs> you own the sword from that? Yeah, they did. Did someone manufactured it back in? Wait, is it? Is there a sword in that? I thought it was the, the it was a spear. Oh, oh no, I got it from a different movie. Never mind. I don't have the sword from that. I stand corrected. No, I thought because it was Peter McNichol as the, the kind yeah. of like the, uh, the, the, the the village kid or whatever. He, he was the apprentice. Yeah, he was the apprentice to the wizard, and and uh, they forged the spear that can kill right. the dragon. And it's actually up until like Smog in the Hobbit, it was like the best dragon that they had ever. I mean, it was fantastic. I have a sword from Dragonheart. That's what I have. Oh, okay. Some dragon thing. No, <laughs> but yeah, <and laughs> which then... was nowhere as good. Although it was Sean Connery as a dragon, so. But uh, yeah, that was that's a really underrated gem. And then yes. I've heard that P- if you ask Peter McNichol about it, the actor, he will not mention that he hates that movie or whatever. Why? I have no idea. I thought he was fantastic. Now I gotta find him. Peter, call me, please. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear this. This sucks. All right, we've got uh, three minutes and thirty seconds left on the clock. Are there any honorable mentions? Beastmaster. Just for oh, Tanya Roberts. Okay. Just for Tanya Roberts. And the, oh god, that was one. Mark We're, Singer. Mark Singer, yeah. yeah. And the story, the funny story is, is my brother's birthday is in July. So the big treat when we were kids was he got we got taken to a movie because all the blockbuster movies came out. And that movie was like PG-13, barely. Yes. So it was like my mom, the neighbor lady, and all, and like my next door neighbor kids and stuff like that. We're watching that movie. We're all like 10, 11 years old. And it, there's some, either, there's both some creepy stuff in there and there's a, it's a little racy. Way racing. And, like, I, I just remember, like, looking back at my mom and the neighbor lady, and they're, like, looking at each other, like, what did we bring our kids to watch? That has now become the king of the screen caps. That they, because now that you can screen capture, because you couldn't yeah. at the time. Yeah. yeah. You know, picture that, kids. You got Tanya Roberts. And you got Tanya Roberts. There's a whole lot of, yeah. of the loincloth <laughs> yeah. shots. And then there was like, the really creepy part where she's, like, there was somebody, wasn't somebody giving birth and, like, and like the wizard was like going over the is that or am I confusing oh, this okay. movie? Oh, no, and then there was like those crazy guys with like the wings and they grab people and yeah, they like yeah, eat yeah. them and they like bones would fall out and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. They were like human vegematics or yes, whatever yes. monster. But just Tanya Roberts. And you know what, Mark Singer, I thought was a great. He was a great. Uh, he still talks barbarian about guy. Show. Yeah, he, yeah, he was a great barbarian guy. Yeah, he really was. Yeah, Keith, you got any honorable mentions? I will go legend. Just oh, for Tim yes. Curry is, is darkness. Oh, uh, I mean, Mia Sarah. 
Yeah, okay. I just I watched the reunion show that. on Ferris Bueller. <laughs> they just did the reunion. Yeah. Uh, she is still screaming hot. That Tom Cruise, Mia Sarah. Yeah. The little, uh, who's the, the, the gnome or the goblin yeah. the, that was chasing, who cut the horn. He just fucking wicked, ugly, creepy. This <laughs> I don't, is I don't know. One, one that I haven't seen, I have to admit. Oh, so. really? Legend? You haven't seen Legend? No. Oh, boy. <laughs> you go, you got to see this. Oh, Tim Curry is the devil. Oh, he's fucking oh, awesome. Well, you just had to say, Tim fucking he's horns. horns. And he's tall and yet. And he's got the cloven hooves. Oh, yeah. Well, you just oh. had to say, Tim Curry is the that, devil. That, again, and that pretty much that sells is the it for best me. part oh. of that movie. Yeah. It, by it's, far. He's just. Phenomenal. The story is actually not bad. It's I didn't not bad. think it, it's 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 <laughs> been done other way. It's, yes, it's but not, not original the, story. The but goblin creature uh, and Tim Curry. Okay. Oh my God! Yes. It just made me think of Willow. Yeah, okay, Willow is another. Willow is another really, really good, actually a was, really yeah. good underrated one. I think not a lot. Of, that's that's Ron Howard as the director. Yes. Mm-hmm. Val yeah. Kilmer, one of my favorites, is Mad Martigan, the, the and the Ewok. And what? In the Ewok. The Ewok. Oh, yeah. Warwick. Warwick Davis. <laughs> yeah. And, um. That's, what, that's how they oh, fucking. And who's, who plays the, uh. Oh, God. The C3PO? Queen? No. No. The the gal. And you're, and you're, okay, here's your opportunity. Who's the hot gal in that one? Sorsha. I can't. Is she, that Jennifer Connelly? No. 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 That's Labyrinth. <laughs> and you know what? She was too young to be hot then. Okay, I still lost it. Uh. <laughs> You were younger than two. So. <laughs> yeah. Who is you know it? what I, I was? I was. I know. She, yeah, she was. Uh, what's her name? Jane. You mean the other. The other we're running out of time I here. know. Jane something. Uh, Joanne. Wa- Joanne. Oh. Joanne. That's a Joanne. Joanne Whaley. Whaley. Yeah. That's okay. it. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. yeah. Joanne Whaley. That's Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, we just figured that out in, in time. Uh, let us know yes. what your favorite fantasy movies are. <laughs> All right, so Brian uh, recommended to uh, me, and I had never read this before. And uh, I don't, Keith, I don't know if you read it when you oh, yeah. it came I out, but it came uh, out. one of your favorite series, and the, the, actually, correct me if I'm wrong, the first like direct market maxi series, yes, twelve issues, yes, series, comic series, Camelot three thousand, mm-hmm. uh, written by the great Mike W. Barr, yes, and art by the even greater Brian Bolin. And this is a rare; he only does covers pretty much now. Doesn't he? Yes. Yes. But this, and this was a rare kind of a... Uh, uh, this was his first American work. First American work? Okay. He was working on Judge Dredd on AD 2000. Yeah. He was big in England. Yeah. Uh, and if you haven't checked those out, you have to. He did Anderson Death. Yeah, the, the yeah. Death... Yeah, the, 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 oh. the judges. Judge yeah. Death and all that. Yeah. The real kind of the famous one. Yes. Ju- uh, Judge Dredd. He's slow. Yeah. He's he slow. Yeah. But it pays off. It's worth it. Yeah, no, he's a fantastic, just unbelievable artist, to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah. Yeah, they tried, and I, I gotta go down and look, they tried to do, it's his first work that he didn't ink, because normally he inked his own stuff, okay. and did not love the fact forever. that he was inked. Okay. Yeah. That's part of the reason he took forever, is he did not want to leave the inker any room for interpretation. Okay. So his pencils were tight. Okay. Uh, and Terry, to, correct me if I'm wrong, Terry Austin got him the last the couple last issues? Yeah. Couple to kind of yeah. speed things up? Yes. Okay. They tried to do the pencil, just reproduction of the pencils, which they did on Captain America, the burn issue, was yeah. the anniversary issue. Didn't work, so only two pages are actually just Brian Boland's pencils. Um, and after that, it took longer to do that than it did to have me. Okay. All right, well, basically, the basic story is in the year 3000, there's an alien invasion. 
this one cat, uh, Tom Prentice, is a uh, like an archaeology student or whatever. There's an alien invasion. Dick member. Yep. Uh, goes to he goes to hide out from the aliens in Glastonbury Tor, and reawakens King Arthur in the year three thousand. They in turn, you know, they they fight some aliens. They in turn go to Stonehenge and reincarnate Arthur, or, or I'm not Arthur, I'm Arthur. Merlin. They awaken, they awaken Arthur uh, free. They they free Merlin from the, uh, from the, where he was trapped under Stonehenge, yes. and then they reincarnate Kay, Guinevere, Lancelot, Sir Percival, Galahad, and Tristan. They you know they they have all the kind of classic Arthurian bits. They they get Excalibur back from the Lady in the Lake, and then Arthur. They transport themselves to the UN, and Arthur, you know, does the whole thing of pulling the sword from the stone to give the Earth hope uh, against the alien threat. The Earth has got these uh, guys called Neo Men, who are kind of like these super super strong zombies that they make out of political prisoners and dissidents and stuff like that. Scientifically, uh, Percival is reincarnated as a Neo Man, so there's a really interesting visual there. He's kind of like this big hulking figure. Galahad is reincarnated as uh, a Japanese kind of a neo samurai mm-hmm. with a like a laser samurai sword, which is pretty cool. And then Tristan, interestingly enough, is reincarnated in a woman's body. And there's actually a kind of a neat question of uh, a man, you know, kind of an early gender issue topic of a man being trapped in a woman's body and wanting to be a man and stuff like that. And yes, and uh, the sexism there. Yeah, bit. no, this was definitely an '80s comic. I mean, 1982. Yes. And then, uh, so anyways, uh, there's the alien invasion. They, uh, they turns out they're from the 10th planet in the solar system. And you find out that Morgan Le Fay is behind the whole thing. And uh, eventually it goes to, there's a reincarnation of Mordred. And it's essentially the Arthurian cycle with some great sci-fi visuals involved. Yes. <laughs> so that's, that's the basic summary. Keith, what'd you, what'd you think? Oh, I, I loved the book from when I first read it, uh, although you did have to wait quite a while between issues. And lo- I believe it was 11, 12. might have been 10, 11, but there was a gap there of a good six months. So back when you had to read comics as they were coming out, that kind of sucked. But it, 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 I, I'm, I like Arthur anyway, so it's a really good Arthurian thing. Barr said he, uh, when in school, he took a class on Arthur, Arthurian. Yes. And that uh, sort of led him to do this. He, he didn't know how to do it until he read La Morte de, de Arthur, which is like the famous That's, French uh, yeah. interpretation of the, the Knights if, of the Round Table story and if, stuff like that. In fact, he credits the writer in every issue. And yeah. also his teacher helped him. The teacher who taught the class helped him. With I didn't the, know that. Because yeah. I, I know he, he had that out at the end where uh, Arthur goes into Glasgow Tor. Glasgow Tor. Glasgow Tor. And uh, to heal, and that's that. That was his out. That's how he came up with. I can do an Arthurian book, and he did every bit of justice. I think it does cover. I mean, it's got the Lady in the Lake. It's got the Sword in the Stone. It's got the the betrayal of Lancelot and Guinevere. You know, and that's something that you know what. As soon as those two are reincarnated, they start fucking. (laughs) I don't even think she was screwing Arthur yet. Well, didn't like one whole episode was like. Or episode one whole issue was Merlin. You know, basically they're going to have a royal wedding just so like Arthur can go. Well, okay, well they well, can't not, cheat. You know, then it'll officially be cheating on yeah, me. Yeah. You know, now yeah. it's adultery. Yeah, <laughs> you can't stop her if she's not married to you. Oh, okay, I'll marry her. So, so then I can. And then, then I can get mad. <laughs> no, now you're marrying the king, so I have to stay away from you. I would stay away from you for, for like 
two days. They're like, yeah, they're just. And then she just walks in and gets naked. What a whore! <laughs> no, I'm serious. I it it they just are, they are bound to be together. It, it's it's bound to repeat itself. That that was the whole. Then why thing. even get together with Arthur the second time? Why even bother with it's, that? It, I always took it as a, it was. You're, this is the fate. The fate of these two. Yeah, but you know what? It, 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 the, his best friend who loves him and her who loves him betraying him. It just right, but it's not betrayal if you know it. If everybody involved, if you, if I look at you and I say, "Hey, you know what? I'm going to steal this comic, and I'm going to steal this comic on Tuesday at three o'clock," and you go, "Do you need any help with that?" And I go, "Yeah, let's do it." So then we steal the comic at, at three o'clock in and, front of you. In front of you. You guys are criminal man. But wait a minute. <laughs> So then you go, you go, you know what? That was bullshit. You guys suck. That was a good comic. You shouldn't have stole it. And we go, okay. And then three weeks later, I go, hey, you know what? I really like this comic. I'm going to steal it. You want to give me a hand? And you go, yeah. And then you go, well, wait a minute. And then we steal it in front of you. It's not betrayal at that point. It's, you're a cuck. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> uh, Anyways. <laughs> I, you know what? I just think that I, I agree with that part of the story. But if you're going to bring it forward... Change something. I, I change actually something. think this was this was this was a science fiction interpretation of the the Arthurian story. I think that they they held really true to it to the point where like some of the stuff that I've read is like you know Merlin was the son of the devil. Yes, they were using kind of they were using really archaic language like they were their thing was by Yezu or whatever, which is the old English term for for Jesus. Yeah, I mm-hmm. actually liked also they expanded upon the lady in the lake a little bit. The yes, fact that she exists wherever water exists. Yeah, and that well, no, and that, that was, was um, Lancelot's mother, because I thought Lancelot's mother was Elaine. I think it is Lancelot's mother. Well, in the book, she loved him. Oh, okay. Well, then okay. maybe it's his. Well, maybe it's you his know, wife mothers love like sons. Just to let you know. No, I thought. I yeah, but a... not love you in a I want to sleep with you kind well, of I way. Want to sleep oh, with but Lancelot. that's just part of the story. And she wanted to sleep with him again in three thousand. Shut up. All right. Well, this has got, and then, and again, it's got everything. It's got the uh, the the mute neo man uh, uh, Percival freeing got, all the neo men, freeing all the neo men, and he's the guy who actually the, discovers the Grail. Goes on the quest for it and stuff like that. They go to the they they you know it's literally knights on another planet, and they go they go to fight the uh, the alien invaders and find out that they're not actually all that bad. That Morgan Le Fay. Has taken control of the planet and stuff like that, and uh, in the end, um, spoilers. Well, we'll put the spoiler in front of it, but uh, uh, Arthur uses Excalibur to uh, split the like an atomic, you know, a radioactive rock or something like that, and blows up the planet or yes. whatever, and, and thus you know saves the universe. So it's the whole return <clears throat> of the king and uh, the you know uh, and genocide. And genocide. Yeah, yeah. There's that too, but you know, it was the '80s. Which was the style of the it's, time. It was after World War Four, Three, World War Three, when we killed billions of people anyway. So. Yeah. So, uh... Tell me more about this bomb thing. So, the, uh... <laughs> the art was, was really cool. The, the story concept I thought was really cool. The, the touches on the Arthurian uh, mythos was really cool. I... I I recommend this, this to somebody to read it. It, it, it. Even just for... It was almost like a simpler story, like, from the 80s. I like the fact they went deeper in some things, like like the they went deeper into the, the uh, Lancelot Guinevere. They went deeper into Tristan and Isabella. Uh, I 
and then Isolde. Isolde. I pronounce old names horribly. Yes, you do. I was. It was uh, Hermie one for a long time. <laughs> Harry Potter. Hermie. Hermie one. Hermie one. I read it as Hermie one, and my mom went Hermione. I went, who the fuck's that? The girl in it? Hermione? That's how you pronounce it? What were you saying? Hermione? No, I knew that. Hermie one. I'm a fucking dick. I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. Alright, so Keith, you like to Brian. Obviously, Brian, this is one of your favorites. You know what? Going back and looking just at the art, every issue had just an unbelievably powerful splash. Oh yeah. His introductions to every character. Arthur coming out of the tomb over Tom. Uh Merlin. The reveal of Morgana. Oh, Morgana. Yeah. Yes. There's one where they're all breaking in, and, and King Arthur is standing over the panel. The panels are going between his legs. Yeah. Now, his comp, the, the art composition of this was He's, was he's a genius. He's brilliant. He, he, uh, he's just one of the best. He's He really is a master. And uh, the smaller panels, every the detail and the, and the emotion, the expression, it's just a masterpiece in art. Behind an unbelievably well-written story. I'll give you shit on the whole Lancelot Guinevere thing. Because it kind of bothered me the second time yeah. around. I was like, you know what, really? But uh, everything else about it. The, the, how he structured uh, Morgan Le Fay. How he, how he did Mordred. And it was different than the, the story I'm used to. Which is that Mordred was not her son. Yeah. yeah. Just all the things he brought about. Uh, it, it was... You know, they talk about today about having diversity in comics. Everything about this was diverse. Yeah, Every yes, character. Yeah, for the early 80s, yeah. No, it was... It was you had an Asian? Yeah, there was a... You had a black man? Yeah. You had a disabled man? You had a trans? You had um, a you, white boy? I think you touched on all, pretty much all yeah. of it. Yeah, no, this was as diverse as a comic as I had ever seen. You have a strong woman lead in Guinevere yeah. who was not the... the <laughs> no, that she wasn't the damsel in distress. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Everything about it was diverse. Yeah. Uh, I can't figure out why in every iteration that I have ever seen or read, Mordred just comes across as this uh, dandy boy. Frick that you just want to punch in the face. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call him a feminine little. Yeah, I don't. Mama's boy. Yeah. For, for... You just look at him and go, you're not tough. Yeah. No, and, I, and almost, yeah, you're you know and, uh, we've got to immersing ourselves in Arthurian stuff, and yeah, yeah definitely. That's why you need the Grail armor. Yeah, yeah, that was actually I thought was really cool that they, they incorporated the yes. Holy Grail into the armor, and he couldn't be killed; it would immediately heal him because he like, couldn't beat really anyone. Cool. So, I, but the other part of that is that he has the Grail, and I understand that he's holding the Grail <laughs> in front of Morgana, and all she had to do was zap him with her eye bolts. Yeah, I think they, they yeah. kind of hinted that she was weak at the time or something. She was like weekend. She was weekend, yeah. But still, she was strong enough. The shit she was doing, she, he's standing right in front of her. Just zap him a little, he'll drop it. She Even if she just goes, ow! Because yeah. he is a little dandy. Ow! She teleported him to another planet. Yeah. So he had a little bit of power left. She could have <laughs> taken... Even that he's doing this. Yeah. And she could have just fucking reached up and went, bitch. I <laughs> just took it, bitch. I didn't read that deep into it, but I'll get you yeah. I would have, but he controls her with the Grail. Okay. Yeah. And he also had to give it up when he made the armor. True. Okay. So, so I mean, there's, I mean, it's that. not a hundred percent perfect yeah. story. So no. the monkey thing could have eaten him. 
Yeah, that and the, like some of the creatures in this really, uh, uh, Balin really reminded me that he must have been influenced by like early Bernie Wrightson because some of yes, the monsters yeah. in this were definitely some uh, some EC inspired uh, Bernie Wrightson type stuff. I also like the solution in getting rid of the Grail armor. You have, you have something that's been touched by God. You have oh, the yes. son of the devil. Yeah, when it, they put that together, together. <laughs> see what happens. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, that was uh, his drawings of Merlin through the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. You know, there's times where Merlin is really comical, and you pick that up. Yeah, and then there's times yeah. where he's absolutely frightening. Yeah. You, and you pick that yeah. up. And the, and yeah, definitely. Oh, it, just a master. Just fucking brilliant. And then you got a little disturbing scenes where he's, like, drowning the... Like, Arthur's drowning yes. his... Drowning his heirs, yeah. <laughs> While Tristan is raping his mother. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's and def- that's happening. Yeah. That's, that's definitely... Uh, it's definitely an 80s comic. All right, so... Obviously- <laughs> Yeah, you because, in the eighties. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, we'll, and we'll, touch, no, and we'll touch on. We'll, we'll I mean, talk about the eighties and when we talk about Excalibur. This is but, okay, so Brian, night, so. you you obviously recommended us. You would recommend this comic to, to other people. I would recommend this. Yeah. As far as as far as a non superhero, what can comics do? Yeah. Uh, this is is among All the right, best so ever. Star rating your I mean, five. Five. I would give it five too. The bad part about this is you can't find it in print right now. Yeah, you, you got to find the issues, or you got to go online. And, I have doubles of most of them. If you're looking, and for you them. have doubles of this. He has yeah. doubles of everything. Then why does he always need one? Well, because he I doesn't have doubles right of everything. Doubles because I'm always buying the goddamn issue I think I need, not the fucking one and, I need. And he leaves the one he needs right there. Sometimes I'll buy five issues just because I'm not sure. So I I know one of them's gonna no, no. Yes, I have doubles of this. Could make a list. Of I don't have doubles of the whole series, but I have Most doubles of, of a lot of them. The last one he needed only has. Okay, one so I'm gonna rate this one. I I I, I thought this was a really cool uh, story. I thought it was uh, a little maybe a little dated because it was a little simple from the '80s. I'm gonna say four and a half stars. But 40 I forty years old. Four and a half stars. Forty years. What old. are you what knocking are you? out of it? What What are you? What is your? Where's that half star? Where did Where did that half star go? What the fuck are you taking points off of this brilliant fucking masterpiece? Where, where I, did you take? I, I where, thought where, it was a. It, you got drowning babies. You got genocide. And crazy witches and you got, wacky war. Wait, not even just crazy witches, but pus dripping crazy witches. You got pus dripping crazy witches with great asses. Where do you get that? Where does that come? Where? Where have you ever seen a crazy bus dripping witch with a great ass? Chicago. Tell me that. Okay, yeah. I gave it four and a half stars just to get that reaction out of you, Brian. Let us know what you think. All right, in our continuing quest for all things Arthurian, Brian recommended we watch Excalibur. Great movie. And I'm glad, Brian, I'm really glad you did. Because I probably haven't seen this since I was, you know, 12 years old, stayed up late watching HBO or, you know, Cinemax or whatever. Uh, and I forgot how good this movie is. It really is. You have not lived. Uh, not as much as you two have, apparently. Um, no, this is, again, a great telling of the uh, of the Arthur- Arthurian legends and stuff like that in, in, the, in the kind of early 80s context. There's something about an early 80s fantasy film. There's... A little, there's a little bit more nudity. There's a little bit more gore. There's, there's always usually something kind of shocking about it, you know. Uh, you know what I liked about this is it's, it's dirty, not in the, in the, the, uh, in the filming technique, not in the normally what I am yeah. dirty, but yeah. in the, yeah. There's, he's in the mud a lot. Yeah. There's no, they're not, 
it's not a clean Arthur. He's, yeah. He's yeah, he's like no, uh, there's there's points like man, I was like watching and there's like the <clears throat> fight at the beginning where they're like literally in the moat. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And they're 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 killing each other and they're in this full plate armor and stuff like that. It was really really kind of blood gritty. spurting. Yeah. I think yeah. there's three arms that get yeah. severed. And it's actually not that it really can't be blood. It looks decent. It, it's, yeah, it's, it's yeah. not. It's not obviously there's, today's standards, but it's still. You have mentioned on numerous occasions, like there are certain directors that get like kind of this this kind of fantasy reality yes. where it's a fantasy world, but you completely believe it. Yes, Bo- John Borman is the director. He totally delivers on nails this. it. Everything is lush. It's green. Yeah. It's beautiful. He shot that uh, all by his house. Yeah. I mean, right it, down the road from yeah, his right house. Yeah, right down in, in Ireland. Oh, yeah. yeah. I found, yeah I was right that Ireland? It. Yeah, it was yeah. in Ireland. They shot in Ireland. It was right down the street from his house, yeah. apparently. Yeah. He'd get home and sleep in his own bed every it, night, which it, was kind of cool. His friend owned one of the places he shot a lot of the wood scenes in. Just lush and gorgeous yeah. and beautiful. And yeah, they're covered in blood and mud. Yeah. And they look like they've been to battle. Yeah. Well, no, and, and, and again, uh, there's... Um, you know, it's the typical art. It touches all the Arthurian bases. There's this, the Lady in the Lake, the Sword in the Stone, the Quest for the Grail, which is like a fever dream. It is literally like yes, and it, it, it's like almost like an acid trip or something like that. When uh, when I, mean, I don't know, it's Percival. Percival is on the on the Quest yeah. for the Grail. He finds like the knight praying at the what you think is a knight praying at a like a, a shrine or whatever, and it's like this emaciated corpse, and then he follows. Uh, Mordred into the forest and there's all these knights that have all been questing for the grail and they're all hanging from a tree and like a bird like plucks out the eye of like this car it was like ooh, you know, yeah it was really of pe- a freshly killed knight yeah it was really gritty and stuff like that this was Liam Neeson and Gabriel Byrne's first movie uh Gabriel Byrne is Uther Pendragon just chewing the scenery he uh he's unbelievable yeah <laughs> he really Helen Mirren I, I to be the the that be this guy and to, to be the Brian role okay. in this one, Helen Mirren is a goddamn heartbreaker in this movie. She's absolutely gorgeous. She's a fan, well, obviously a fantastic actress, but she is stunningly beautiful in this movie. And one of the most beautiful Guinevere's. She, was, I think, in film. Uh, no, I'm talking about oh the, the, the lady who played Guinevere. Yeah. Okay, and ironically enough, I started watching something. I recognized her, although did you much? Okay, well, I, I started uh, watching something on Amazon to kill time during the quarantine. Uh, a show, a British uh, law show called The Brief, and she's like the head barrister. Really? No and it was like one because I was like going, oh wait, I recognize her, I recognize her, and I looked her up on IMDb, and I was like, she's in The Brief, oh my god! And but no, she was seen her she, breasts. She was, uh, um, no, she was, she was beautiful. And then you've got uh, Nigel Terry, kind of an unknown actor who unfortunately passed away real young, but he plays Arthur throughout his life, like from Squire to like. He was on a TV show. Which TV show? Uh, in when was it? The uh, early nineties, where it was more or less an, another cam, not Camelot, but it was it was a medieval based TV. Oh, show. he was in that. Okay, yeah. well, he was a pretty good. I thought he was a pretty good Arthur and stuff like that. I'm gonna say it was really one of the best depictions yeah. of Arthur. I um, mean, because they went from when he was a squire all the way through. Yeah, he's just an ordinary kid. From the insecure to the king. Yeah. yeah. Uh, at the end. What's, who was the name of the guy who played Nicole Williamson? Nicole Williamson. Yeah, Nicole so Williamson. Apparently, the studio told Borman, yeah, cast a bunch of unknowns where, you know, again, Liam Neeson and, and Gabriel Byrne, that was like their first movies. But then Nicole Williamson was apparently a, a famous British actor. I don't, I don't remember seeing him in anything else myself, but probably the best depiction of Merlin. 
Ever. The, the, Ever. the studio didn't want him because him and Helen Mirren were having, they had done a stage play or something together and they were, they didn't get along together. And so the studios went, no, you got to pick someone else. And he went, no, this is it. This well, no, and I actually thought that that was, that they were kind of, that maybe that translated a little bit into oh, Morgan and, and Merlin's kind of rivalry yes. almost. Yes, because they did not like each other. No. Um, and then, yeah, I thought that like the, like Merlin saying like this is the old ways and now is the time of men and yeah. and, and the new god and stuff like that. And he was supposed to be like the druids and the old religions yes. and the old yes. magic and stuff like that. And the and, and this wasn't you know a Merlin throwing around like thunder or, or whatever. It was uh, he had to call forth the he had to call forth the dragon breath. and 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 uh, it was really kind of um, lo-fi magic almost. Yeah, you know it was. There was like a real, like a, almost like a realism to it. You know? Yeah, the the when he lights the staff to talk about yeah. coming together and remembering this because he, of course, knows what's going to happen. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, that was that was cheap. I mean, when you look yeah. at it, you go, okay. But it, but there was this, like a certain char- like almost like a charm Absolutely. to it. You know, he pulls it off so well. And I love practical. I mean, like they would have just done this with all digital. And there's this was no. all practical effects of smoke machines and a gas jet in the in the wizard staff. You know what? And- they didn't have to show the dragon. They talk yeah. about the dragon. Yeah. You you buy into the dragon. You you, you yeah start like, to yeah. see it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, without ever seeing it. And then the, um, like, Camelot being, like, ma- literally made of silver and gold, and, like, the round table is, like, gold leaf and stuff like that. And, yes. And the armor in this is unbelievable. Imagine filming with that armor on. I, you have to make sure no cameramen get caught in the armor yeah, that are reflecting. Did you, and, and I don't know, and maybe one of you all have heard something about the symbolism to this. But did you notice that everything metal had a green a green, green tint, tint to yes. it? No, they All they the specifically s- said they backlit it in green when they were in the forest and when Excalibur was drawn or something yeah. to kind of give it like a mystical quality yeah. or whatever. No, oh, I did notice that. I, that jumped out of me land. immediately. It, it all had to do with the land because that's the whole thing. The the, the, king, the dragon. The king represents the land. Yeah. Yes. But all of the metal on all of the armors. Yeah. Yeah. No, and except that was, for uh, Mordred's. Yeah, and yeah. well, no, and Mordred's armor, like that gold armor with like the the, the, the human looking little... mask, and like the the uh, Joel Schumacher, if you will, breastplate with like the uh, sculpted uh, musculature on it and stuff like that. This was Game of Thrones before Game of Thrones. No, and that, that Mordred really reminded me, well, like the, King Joffrey. You could <laughs> not tell me that yeah. King Joffrey was not influenced oh, by the Mordred in this, like this this weaselly, like you had touched on it uh. in. In uh, in Camelot three thousand, this weaselly, privileged kind of effeminate, he was like a product of incest. You know yeah. what? There are terms that we can't use today that we could use in the eighties that I would describe him by. Yeah, and I'm telling you, every fucking Mordred they do this with, and I don't know why, but you, this one especially, yeah, you he just, was a real weasel. Yeah. Oh my! As the kid, yeah. Little titled prick. Oh, yeah. you want to fucking hit him? Yeah. Just no, fucking you, hit you him. Really want to punch, punch him right in the jaw? Again, that's but you know what? what? We also, I'm going to throw in Patrick Stewart. Oh, yeah. Patrick Stewart. Uh, probably. Way overacting. Greatly. Oh, yeah. Greatly. The Nicholas Clay, who played Lancelot. Yeah. Who yeah. I think, visually, I don't know that you could have gotten a better Lancelot. No, no. he was. He was, And uh, he, when Arthur first meets him, like, Arthur's kind of in this, this kind of rough, battle-hardened armor. And he's, like, the as being the Bright perfect shiny. knight. Yeah. He's got this perfect, gleaming set of armor. 
the fight that they have between Lan- the, the, when they first encounter each other with between Lancelot and uh, and Arthur, and they're fighting each other, and Arthur uses calls upon the power call, of Excalibur. Yeah, he he he, pu- he pulls a He-Man and calls upon the power of Excalibur. And uh, and it breaks because he's using it not to better his yeah, land, yeah, but yes, to, for his yes. own personal gain and stuff like yeah, that. Is that's own. really powerful. You know, they they show Arthur growing. Yes, not just as a man, but as a king and understanding. Yeah, that he's what his like, place yeah, in it he's is. He's part of the land. Yes, and yeah. and and that he well, used it. That's a, that's in the whole thing. The whole he's part of the land. Way his he's going, the land goes. Yeah, and. I, and the grail but Uther and, didn't pick that up, and and Merlin makes it's not for cleaving, it's yeah. for bringing men together. Yeah, and uh, and how Arthur learns that. Yeah, and, no, and the grail healing not only the king but the land and yes. stuff like that. Yeah, and as they were riding out, the land is growing. Yeah, yeah. you know, as they pass by, you can see plants coming alive yeah. again, and and then riding the through that was excellent. The apple blossoms, <laughs> yeah, flying around him. Except that it was the worst. I don't know why in any age. But you're talking about now, you've got 80 years of fucking Hollywood. They can't figure out how to make a man look like he's riding a fucking horse when he's not, when they're, they're shooting him. They always do. <laughs> <laughs> and they had so many horses in it. They had to, they had to get, like, uh, like show horses, you know, to do those. Yeah, stuff. yeah. Because horses don't actually go. Did, did I read po- maybe pole po- horses? Pole ponies yeah. and, and actually circus horses. Yeah, to do the that, jousting and the, stuff like that. Yeah, in fact, the director kept uh, the white pony that uh, I forget who rode. I think maybe Lancelot rode. Lancelot, yeah. I kept that pony when when it was all said and done. It was a polo pony. They hit it on all cylinders as far as Percival is concerned. Yeah. How first they show him come up, yeah. and you know if you know the story, how important he is. Yeah. Yes. Uh, to the myth, and they really show that he just went through shit in a three minute yeah. montage yeah. of the. Yeah. Like you said, the fever dream. Yeah. Well, even uh, in the beginning, when he signs on with Lancelot, yes, whole, that that whole thing they they show his dedication to being this, and when he's when he's going to defend the queen's honor against a, a actual knight at the and table, nobody will, nobody will, and he goes out there. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. And I thought that that was an interesting scene. Yes. That none of the other knights would defend the queen's honor because uh, they all knew because she's a whore. Sorry, Gwyn. Got to get that in every. But you, but I got to try. Uh, I got to try to get horror into every episode, uh, and I'm still doing it. But at that point, that that was uh, intimated. I don't know, actually, that Lancelot and Guinevere had slept together. No, because no, no, no it, it was Lancelot. It, it, it was it was it was, yeah. it was all accusations, and then yeah. they actually ended up yeah. right. And you know, the sad thing about it is, he, Lancelot could have been getting laid constantly. I mean, look at the guy. Look at the guy. Every woman was looking at him. Every woman wanted but a piece of that shit. he only loved one woman. And so he only did it one time. One time. Talk about a waste of male flesh. <sighs> and, he got, and he got caught. <laughs> and he got caught. He got caught. And thus, by, by that happening, <laughs> caused uh, Merlin not to take out Morgana. Yeah. He was about to, to, to yes, trap her. Yes, he was about to trap her. But the through the dragon spine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because Arthur had given up Excalibur at that point. Yeah. Okay. There's some creepy facts about this. If anyone wants to know. Oh yes. What is your fun fact, Keith? I'd fun like fact. to know. Fun this fact. Would be great. It, it's kind of creepy. John Borman, the director. Uh, uh, Arthur's mother. It, 
Egrain, who's who's fooled by Uther into thinking it's her husband yep. and sleeps with her in that whole hot scene. That is John Borman's daughter. Yeah. So he filmed a scene with his daughter being, mount, naked. being mounted by a guy in armor. It is it, this is this is the this most is creepy as hell. Male sex scene that you could ever get. A hot blonde woman, spread eagle on the bed. He's in full fucking armor, going. There's a huge roaring fire, fire behind him. What you getting was like that's, the, just, yeah. that's the only problem John Borman had with the scene. It's like that hot, the fire was really hot. I was worried about her, but that she got, she got Gabriel Burns in a full suit of armor on top of her. I'm worried about the fire. It was the most testosterone-driven sex scene. Ever filled in the history of anything. You can't get more man than that. You cannot. Ever. You will never. So I thought that was kind of weird. <laughs> anyway, I love this movie. It. This is, you know what, the problem that I had with it is that lately I have been really immersing myself in British history. So knowing the period that this is set in. Yeah. They did not have suits of armor. No, it was they definitely have, a fantasy movie. Yeah, it, it, it. No, there was no Arthur. It's based on a different guy. He would have been uh, he, a Roman. Roman. Roman yeah. yeah, yeah. The the uh, Clive Bar- Clive Barker Clive Clive Barker. No, what's his Clive Owens? Clive Owens. Clive Owens. Kira Knightley. Yeah, they did a more recent one. That would have been uh, be that would have been actually more taking Kira Knightley out because she was just put in because she was hot and she would dress like Braveheart. Um, and knights did not walk around in full pl- in full plate armor. Right, they didn't have it. Uh, well, they no didn't have it. Thing. But even when they did in the like 15th right. century, nobody, nobody walked did. around in in the castle in armor like right. this, which is a, a kind of a, a falsity. Um, I will say yeah, that yeah. Right, okay. there is a, um, a the music cues in this. this there's some this, uh-huh. this classical piece of music that I I frantically search for a public domain version of it to use it in this. It is owned by uh, a German publishing company, so I'm not going to try. I'm not going to get in trouble by. But there is a classical music cue. It is uh, called "O O Fortuna," and it's still kind of that epic bum 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 bum. Oh, that's great! And they use it. They use it in a ton of movies and stuff like that. But it is absolutely like goose pimple music that that makes this as epic as epic gets. I just will say yes, and I know because I know I'm the music guy, the music and movies guy, or whatever. Card carrying. Card carrying. He is card carrying. All right, so. Uh, wait, no, there was something else that you had brought up that I wanted to. Um, the inaccuracy of the time period? Well, just the inaccuracy of the time period. And then Camelot being all silver and gold was just. Oh, I was going to say, I loved his sweater right before the Guinevere Lancelot scene. He's sitting in his sweater. I love that sweater. I would love to have that sweater. If anybody's got that sweater. Watch the film. Call John Borman. I'm sure he's got it. It's Actually, a great John sweater. Borman's he, got a lot of the... He saved a lot of this stuff. He saved a lot of the stuff. I, that sweater was great. <laughs> All right. The, well, ending with a, a great sweater. I'm uh, not kidding about that. Love that sweater. <laughs> uh, star ratings on this one, Brian. Uh, oh, this is uh, five. Five-star movie? I go four and a half. Four and a half. I'm going to go four and a half. Uh, let us know what you think. Camelot. Camelot. It's only a model. Knights, I bid you welcome to your new home. 
Let us ride to Camelot. All right. Well, uh, in talking all things Arthurian and being geeks, uh, we cannot uh, have this conversation without uh, addressing the greatest movie ever made about the subject. I call it in shorthand Holy Grail, and I thought everybody understood that, but apparently Brian doesn't, and I had to tell him to watch Monty Nobody Python fucking Holy and the Grail. Holy Grail. Everybody calls it it's Holy Monty Grail. It's Monty Python and the Holy Grail. It's Monty Python and the Holy Grail. You can't say that? What, LOL? Now we're going to start doing lol? No, fucking Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Monty Python and the Life of Brian. No, people call that Life of Brian. I'll go with that. But at least it's not... Oh, yeah, you could go with that, but you can't go with Holy Grail. No, because that's not the name of the movie. Like I said, you don't call Star Wars Wars. Hey, you seen Wars? Some people do. No, nobody does. Nobody. I will from now on. <laughs> I hate the Wars. <laughs> Boba Fett in the Wars sucks. Okay. <laughs> Were you looking up the Wars? No. My wife wants to get into Hulu, so I got to send her the... Oh, okay. I don't normally give her passwords and... Usernames. Do you want to debate the airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow? <laughs> no, I'm good. Go on. Okay. Um, and uh, I watched uh, I watched Holy Grail prior to watching Excalibur. <laughs> wow, there's a downshift. <laughs> oh. <laughs> there are a couple of parts of Excalibur that I could not look at without the like, especially when the arms got hacked off. I kept thinking. It's only a flesh wound. <laughs> I did too. Oh my god. Oh my god. And when Lancelot shows up after exiling himself into the in becoming a uh, kind of a monk or whatever with the long beard and the long hair, I kept thinking of Michael Palin showing on the up on the beach going, "It's." <laughs> I uh yeah. But um, that being said, absolutely uh, my second favorite comedy of all time. And, and the thing that, that, again, drawing comparisons between Excalibur and Mike Python is the absolute believability of the world that they built. You actually felt like this was Arthurian times. It was just like Excalibur. It was dirty. It was people collecting filth. Minus the horses. And then it was the absolute silliest comedy ever. And I just... And, and again, that's what I, to me that's what makes it work so well about it is 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 literally this completely believable production style, and then just the absolute brilliant, stupid, silly comedy that that came forth from this. Oh, they're geniuses! The way they 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 insert lines you wouldn't expect even in a comedy when you start talking about the the what makes you king and stuff like that. Oh, God. Just, well, I great. didn't vote for you. Yeah, it's just great that they Just put... because some waterlogged tot throws a scimitar at you doesn't make you a king? <laughs> it's just so well done. It's like... I farted in your general direction. Oh, no, the entire... John Cleese, to me, is the funniest man on the planet. And the entire French knights taunting Arthur... Be quiet, you silly king! <laughs> Uh, oh, I didn't vote for you. <laughs> or when they're yeah, the, the, the peasants are are, are are like the scrabbling on the ground. I found some lovely filth over. Here. <laughs> I I I rarely laugh to the point of crying anymore. I'm I'm too broken of a guy. But the 
the rabbit scene where Cleese is just sitting there going like, and I warn ye, knights, if you doubt your yeah. courage or your strength, come the further, for death awaits you with a great big pointy teeth. And then, then as it's like dead not serious, uh, Graham Chapter says, what an eccentric performance. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm just sitting here quoting my favorite lines here, boys. It's only a flesh wound. Oh, God. The, the knights who say knee. The knights who say knee. The rabbit. Uh, the, the black knight at the bridge. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Uh, what are you going to do? Chew on me? <laughs> oh. What's that just a little talk about how coconuts got there? Yeah, the entire... The, 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 it's just genius. Yeah. <laughs> The, the the again the 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 airspeed velocity of an unladen <laughs> swallow, an African swallow, <laughs> and that's the brilliance of, the, of these guys is that they could just do such smart comedy and such silly comedy all at the same time and stuff like that. I I honestly don't know what else to say other than I can just sit here and quote the movie all day. Go ahead, go start. If you haven't seen it, you have to see it. I can't believe anyone hasn't seen it. If you, yeah, if you are, if you have a soul, you need to see this because it is absolutely <laughs> one of the most brilliant pieces of comedy ever put on film. <clears throat> and it nails the Arthurian legend. And it, yeah, that's the thing. It, 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 they're, they, these guys are so smart and they're so well educated that all the stuff in here is all, I mean, they kind of skip over some of the, you know, the, 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 the classic bits and stuff like that. They kind of jump right to the quest of the grail and stuff like that. But it is just, it's freaking brilliant. That being said, this is a five-star movie for me. It's really hard to say more. I mean, if you haven't seen it, you can go on and on about it, but you need to see it. You know what? The best we can do is quote it badly. Yeah. You have to see it, yeah. You have to see it for yourself in order to just see what the how brilliant these guys were. And if you disagree, let us know, because then we'll kick you off our butt. Out of <laughs> <laughs> then listen to someone else. <laughs> well, that being said, uh, that puts a close to oh, our... Right. We didn't get... Keith gave it five. Huh? I, I'm sorry. Okay, I didn't know we were... I, I, I said five stars, Keith. I give it five. Five stars. Four and a half. <laughs> Motherfucker. He's different. <laughs> Fine, I'll and say four and that being then. said, that closes the Arthurian issue of the three old geeks, and old with an E at the end of it <laughs> to make it... Ye old geeks! Ye old geeks! Let us know what you think. Second horse, let's not go to Camelot. It is a silly place. Right. right.